Hello, welcome to the Monday, August 8th, 2022 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Let's start today with patches or vulnerabilities. And first of all, with the mail server Exim. Exim, a very popular mail server, comes pre-installed on many Linux systems. I think I've seen numbers of like 57% of all on-premise mail servers using Exim. Well, the problem here is that Exim silently patched a vulnerability that may lead to a buffer overflow. The vulnerability has been assigned CVE 2022-37452. And as I'm recording this, I'm not seeing an official advisory on XM's website, but you are okay if you're running XM version 495 or later. A GitHub repository has been published with details about the vulnerability. And of course, by not making this update as security a security-relevant update, many Linux distributions have not yet rolled out updated packages to fix this problem, and your vulnerability scanners probably won't flag it either because it wasn't really known as a vulnerability. To be exploitable, XM has to be configured to resolve sender host names. The attacker would then send an email and as the mail server resolves the host name via DNS, the attacker's name server would deliver the exploit. With the GitHub repository released with details, developing an actual exploit should not be terribly hard. So watch out for updates and apply them as they become available. As a workaround, you may try disabling sender hostname resolution if that's not already disabled. DuckDuckGo is responding to criticism that its privacy-focused browser did not block tracking scripts from Microsoft. This is not an issue with the DuckDuckGo search engine, but an issue with the browser distributed by the same organization. DuckDuckGo is cooperating with Microsoft, which is the root of the problem here, and is using results from Microsoft's Bing search engine. And as part of the agreement, well, DuckDuckGo was limited in how it was allowed to interfere with Microsoft's tracking scripts. You may read more about this in a blog post published by DuckDuckGo that explains its relationship with Microsoft and how this exactly applies to its tracking blocker. And FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, published an advisory asking TV and radio operators to update the software that their emergency alert system devices are using. Apparently, a paper or talk will be published at DEF CON later this week, releasing details about a vulnerability in the system. So updating it is certainly urgent uh, with this background. The vulnerability can be used to send fake alerts. Issues with emergency alert systems are not new and there have been problems before. I think I remember something about a month or so ago with some uh, fake alerts being triggered. Uh, for was in Israel, I think. And there was also some famous incident in Hawaii where uh, accidentally 
an alert was activated and uh, caused uh, some panic there. The tricky part is that the receivers uh, that are co-located with numerous organizations, they all need to be updated. And well, just with any uh, large update like this, it's hard to coordinate this across all these different radio stations, TV stations, cable operators and the like. And of course, as sort of a recipient of the alert, um, like yourself, not necessarily an operator uh, of one of those systems, the purpose of these alerts is uh, to provide urgent uh, information. So it's not always uh, feasible that people will sort of double check uh, the alerts that they are receiving via the system. And Slack last week notified users it transmitted hashed passwords to users with invite links to Slack spaces. Now, you have seen this. Um, we have it, for example, on our uh, you know, Storm Center website as well. We have a link uh, to our Slack, and uh, there's like a link that sort of invites you uh, to our Slack. Uh, these links can also be sent sort of from a personal account. And then the problem was that the link included a hashed and salted password. Slack has reset all the affected passwords and given that they were salted and hashed, it's unlikely that they got broken if it was a reasonably secure password. Of course, the problem comes up if you used the same password on other sites. And CISA added a flaw in Simpra to its list of already exploited flaws. I mentioned the flaw back in April when it was first made public, but it is one of those vulnerabilities that often is missed in patching as it's not a system that's sort of installed in every system. It's not uh, coming sort of by default, uh, but it's something that you would deliberately install directly on a Linux system. Typically, Simpra is a webmail system hosted on premise. The vulnerability that's being addressed in the flaw and that's now being exploited allows for arbitrary command line injection without authentication. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for those of you who left good reviews and uh, in various uh, podcast apps. Please keep that up and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.